With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Golf Unfiltered. You can send me an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. I forgot to add that gmail.com at the end of the last episode, so sorry for that. But I think you know by now how you can get in touch with me, right? We also have an Instagram page at Golf Unfiltered. Go check us out on there as well. Jane Geddes is a name that fans of the LPGA and golf in general will know very well. She is an 11-time winner on the LPGA Tour, including two majors, the 86 U.S. Women's Open and the 87 Women's PGA Championship. She has remained in the game for many years, and she is now part of an exciting campaign to not only grow the game, but to get more women involved at the hashtag InviteHer campaign, which is in partnership with the LPGA Women's Network. This is a fantastic conversation, folks. I was extremely excited to speak with Jane. It's not very often, as I joke in the uh, in the interview that you'll hear, it's not very often that we have a two-time major winner on the show. In fact, she's really the only one that's been on this show. Uh, but we have a lot of important things that we need to discuss that, you know, and Jane and I get into it. Here's a few statistics that we mentioned a couple in the interview, but a few more for you to just consider. Out of 24 million American golfers, only 24% are women. In 1997, girls only made up about 17% of junior golfers. 29% of non-golfing women reported that they have an interest in playing golf in the immediate future, and that final statistic points us to a fact that, you know what, maybe we're turning the corner a little bit. Maybe we're finally extending that invitation out to the women in our life to bring them to the golf course with us, to teach them the game, to kind of decode all the weird things that there is about the game of golf. And listeners, you know there's a lot of weirdness about this game that we love. Another encouraging statistic is that when I mentioned in 1997, only 17% of junior golfers were female. Today, that number is 33%. Certainly, some of the superstars on the today's LPGA Tour have a lot to do with that, and you know the names, of course. And for the first time since, well, forever, actually, out of the 2.6 million people that played golf for the first time in 2017, that's incredible. 2.6 million people played golf for the first time in 2017. of them were women. There's an interesting caveat to that statistic and and the others that I mentioned that Jane actually goes into in today's interview. I think you're really going to enjoy this talk. Really enjoyed having Jane Geddes on the show. Before we get into the interview, I want to give a few shout-outs. First to my friends over at the Hackers Paradise, if you're listening to this on the THP radio app. Also want to say hello to our friends over at BudgetGolf.com. Great sales all the time. Go out and check them out. We've got a gr- uh, They have a lot of great stuff for you to take a look at. 
as well as some uh, interesting bag uh, sales for those of you. You know, even at the end of the year, end of the golf season, at least here in the Midwest, it's getting close to that. Who am I kidding? I'm going to play until it's December. I do it every year. <laughs> I can't kid you guys. You know I'm going to do that. But nevertheless, go out to BudgetGolf.com and check out some of the sales that they have going on there. And, of course, hello to my friends over at Cleveland and Srixon. You guys are the best. Playing your equipment, helping me lower my scores, and fantastic new clubs. And you could check out all the reviews of the new series on GolfAndFilter.com. So, without much further ado, you know how this goes, folks. Sit back and relax. We're going to talk to Miss Jane Geddes, 11-time winner on the LPGA Tour, to talk a little bit more about the hashtag invite her campaign here we go welcome back folks and as i mentioned at the top of the show i am extremely excited to be joined by a 11 time winner on the lpga tour miss jane gettys to talk a little bit more about an exciting campaign that i know many listeners to this show are going to love but before i get too ahead of myself jane thanks so much for taking some time today to talk to me Oh, th- thanks, Adam. It's great to be here. So I was uh, we were talking just a few minutes ago prior to getting started. It's not very often that we have a two-time major winner <laughs> on the Call Fun Filter yeah. podcast, and certainly folks uh, and fans of the game will know your name. Uh, you started in the LPGA around 1983, is that correct? I did, yes. And you were in there about 20 years, 11 wins in that span, including the 86 U.S. Women's Open and 87 Women's yeah. PGA Championship. Certainly, you've got some yeah. fond memories thinking back of those times. I do, I do. It's you know, It seems like a lifetime ago on one hand, and then on the other hand, um, it was you know, it's such an important and um, kind of pivotal, obviously, time in my life. Um, I've been you know, so fortunate to be around this game for such a long time and, and, you know, now it's kind of sitting on the other side of it. But certainly when I look back at my time on tour, I did play, I played for just about exactly uh, 20 years. And I, you know, I tell anyone that asks that, um, you know, it is 100% the greatest job in the world. You know, I, I traveled around the world and got paid for it uh, to play golf on some of the greatest courses, you know, around the world. So it's sort of, you know, a dream come true really. Um, and, um, I was fortunate to feel like I had a a very successful career and was able to retire and kind of move on and put that behind me. But, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be a U.S. Open winner, which, um, and an LPGA championship winner, which is really cool. And, um, you know, something I'm obviously very proud of, but, um, you know, it's, uh, kind of, like I said, seems like a long time ago, but certainly a, a huge part of my life still. And certainly achieving that level of success on the professional level doesn't happen overnight. And you've stayed in the game even post-retirement. And the connection there is you are now uh, working with the LPGA Women's Network. You're working on an exciting campaign. But before we get there, you know, you started off at some point just learning the game years ago. And and getting into the game describe how you got started. Was that an easy transition or to learn this game that, you know, maybe you didn't know anything about at the time? Um, yeah. So I, um, I had kind of an interesting sort of entree into the game because my family did not play at all. Um, I grew up on Long Island and not a country club kid by any stretch of the imagination. My family didn't play. And when I was a sophomore in high school, my father got transferred for his work to South Carolina 
Um, so it was a bit of a culture shock, as you can imagine, especially back in the 70s. And um, so I was, you know, in high school and had this very thick New York accent and moved down to South Carolina to a small town. And um, it was not a happy time for me. So my mom, in all of her desperation to try to get me to um, like something about that time, um, asked me randomly if I wanted to take golf lessons. And I, I was very athletic. I played all kinds of sports um, throughout um, school um, and outside school, but never played any individual sports. I played all team sports. And so um, at that time, I lived just outside of Charleston, South Carolina. And at that time, Beth Daniel had just won her second U.S. amateur. Hmm. Um, and she was very popular in that, um, in the town. And um, my mom happened to read about her in the newspaper and her coach, Derek Hardy. Um, so that was sort of the impetus for her to ask me if I might want to take golf lessons. And my very first reaction was, absolutely not. I hate golf. <laughs> like, what? I know nothing about it. No, right? So um, she didn't listen to me. And um, as mothers sometimes do. And <laughs> she called Derek, um, Derek Hardy, um, who was the uh, director of golf at the Country Club of Charleston then, and um, set up a lesson for me to go play there. I was not a member, just kind of randomly. I don't know that my mom had ever been to a golf course, quite frankly. I didn't have clubs or anything. Um, so I, I look back at that time, and um, I, I, it, you know, when I look at my career and I look at my life and how things all kind of happened, I, you know, I, I have a tendency to sort of believe in fate, you know, and mm -hmm. that the fact that my mom kind of, you know, took that, um, the initiative to do that and bring me there. And, um, I agreed because I, you know, my mom went and made this lesson. So I went and agreed and I took my first lesson with Derek and he gave me a seven iron out of the pro shop. And I took my first lesson and he told my mom, if you bring her back, I will not charge you any money no. for these lessons. And, um, and I was kind of hooked and hmm. not necessarily because of that, because I didn't understand the value of that then. But I was athletic enough to realize, hmm, I think I might be able to do this. This is interesting. You know, I was able to hit the ball right away. And I learned I never swung a club in my life. So I learned the very first moment um, about my swing and about golf from the person that ended up coaching me in my entire career. Wow. Uh, so something he said about that for your viewers who are <laughs> avid golfers, when people ask me about, you know, what should they do about their game? And I always say, take a lesson with the fundamentals um, because the fact that I didn't have to undo anything, you know, my, my parents didn't teach me. Someone else didn't teach me. There was nothing that Derek had to undo. He literally had to teach me how to put my hands on the club that first day. Um, so I, and I still basically had the same thing, swing thoughts, you know, how many years, 40 years later hmm. um, that I, that I had with Derek in those first, you know, kind of years that I was learning. So, um, so I was, I was lucky and I, and I, um, you know, went, went along to college and walked on to a couple of schools because I hadn't really been playing golf very long. So, um, you know, and, and it just, one thing led to another. I went to Florida state and randomly two years into there, we won the national championship and I was on that team, which I don't know how that ever happened, but you know, <laughs> so it was, it was sort of this, you know, this, again, this sort of kind of, you know, um, you know, this sort of faith that get moving me. Um, in the, you know, in the right direction through the game, which is pretty cool.
And you know that that spark of fate had to start somewhere, and, and as you explained, it started with that initial invitation from your mother, and and you were, and you, got you, it. you were very anxious. You know, you probably you know as you even said, you weren't really interested at the beginning, but it started with that invitation, and that kind of leads into, of course, this campaign of hashtag invite her. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what that campaign means? It well, I, I think um, Adam said it like perfectly. So. We, um, all of us that play golf have been invited at some point to play, mm-hmm. right? We've all, Hey, you need to come join me at my cor- course sometime. I mean, Adam, you should come to Tampa and play at my course sometime. You say, great. <laughs> that'd be great. Right? I'd love to, love to. That's yeah. an invite, right? Now the difference is, is exactly what my mom did was my mom made the, made the lesson and she took me there. Mm. And my invite to you, Adam, is to say, Hey, listen. I have a tea time this Saturday at nine. Okay. So meet me there. That's, that's the extension of the invite, right? Mm-hmm. So what we are looking for with the invite her campaign is that extension and the action behind the invite, uh, because especially with women and, and women that are new to the game, um, the intimidation factor is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, those of us that golf, pull up to a golf course, we park our car and we know exactly what we're supposed to do next. Right. We know exactly people that don't play golf and and especially women who are intimidated enough around the game um, with the impression that they're not necessarily welcome or worthy or whatever. um, Just pulling up to a golf course is intimidating. Mm -hmm. Where do I go? What's a bag drop? What's a pro shop? Where's, you know, what's the first tee? What's a driving range? What, what's the putting range? I mean, think about all the, the language that we speak um, that is a foreign language to a, a lot of people. And so, um, so anyway, so the campaign, the campaign was initiated. Um, I was asked to be uh, the, um, the chair um, person for the Women's Task Force um, what was then um, Golf 2020, but is now We Are Golf. Uh, and that was about a year and a half ago. Um, Steve Mona, um, the chairman of um, the World Golf Foundation, is, oversees that and asked me to be the chairperson. And I, I gladly agreed. And, and the one thing I, I said to Steve was, Steve, I'll do this, but I've been around the industry for a long time, and I'm not going to do this by checking a box. Mm. We're not going to check a box. We have to take action. And um, Again, fortunately, I was uh, I was working for the Executive Women's Golf Association, Executive Women's Golf Association at that time. I had just been hired as CEO, and um, we were acquired by the LPGA and merged with them. I was in a meeting here at the LPGA, and um, during that meeting, someone that was working for the um, that was overseeing the LPGA Women's Network was talking about this new initiative, this Invite Her initiative that they were talking about. And light bulbs just went off. And I called Steve and I said, after that meeting, I said, Steve, I think I've got, I think I've got our campaign. I think I know what we need to do. <laughs> um, and uh, that was probably May or June of this year. And um, we kind of went fast forward and, and uh, got the task force behind it. It made sense. We, we had previously done a strategic plan. That we, our focus was on um, getting women into the game that were what we called fans of the game, women that were close enough to it but weren't in it. Uh, that could now receive the invite, um, and um, and here we are partnering. Uh, we are, you know, the Women's Task Force is partnering with the LPGA Women's Network, 
Um, and I just want to be one clear. You had mentioned that I'm a part of the LPGA Women's Network. I'm actually not. I'm actually the executive director of the LPJ Amateur Golf Association, mm-hmm. which is formerly the EWGA. We all sit under the same umbrella, obviously, but we are the amateur arm now um, for women under the LPJ. But anyway, so we are, um, you know, so the, the industry, the, the women on the task force who really represent a, a very nice cross-section of the industry are um, are helping um, in are and playing a big role, I should say, in this initiative um, kind of, you know, powered right now a little bit by the LPGA Women's Network. Um, so it's exciting. We're getting um, getting some really nice traction, and we feel like we haven't even gotten started. And I was saying to someone today here that we have received more phone calls, absolutely cold calls from people that saw the announcement of a campaign, and I mean outside the industry, mm. that have called us and said, I want to. I want to play a part. I want to do something. What can I do? How can I help? Wow. I've never been a part of that in women's golf, where, the, you know, the uh, that people outside the industry are are asking, how can we do this? Because it feels like the right thing to do. Um. So that's it. That makes it really exciting. It it's very energizing for all of us that are involved in it. Um. And by the way, the task force is a purely volunteer task force, so we all have real jobs. Um. But, but you know, playing, um, playing a role in this campaign and, um, you know, hopefully making it a, a really true success where we do get women out there and they stay in the game is, is a win for all of us on the task force and, and, and the industry, quite frankly. So we're very excited about just where we've, we've even started so far. The passion about the campaign is evident in how you just described everything. And, and it's so appreciated because certainly, and, you know, to, to speak from a personal level here, you know, I'm married and my wife is a very athletic uh, uh, woman and she, you know, went full ride and played softball her whole life, volleyball. And she's trying mm-hmm. to learn a little bit more about the game herself. And everything that you just described in the analogy or the example about not knowing where to go not knowing, right. you know, of what a bag drop was or anything of that nature. You know, it took her time to really understand what all of this, this foreign language, as you put it, meant. Um, right. It it's really rings true, and it's certainly stuff that we've talked about uh, with each other. And it's so encouraging that, you know, uh, someone of your stature in the game, especially on the women's side and others, the task force made up of volunteers, are actually taking the initiative to say, hey, all it takes is just to get an invitation out to someone to make them feel a little bit more comfortable to actually, yes, let's go out and play golf. It is. It, and, it, and it's all, all we're asking is, you know, we're asking each person to invite a woman in their life that they know, a friend, a relative, a spouse, doesn't matter. Um, invite them and, and direct them accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, hey, guess what? I know that there's a clinic at this golf course that's going on on Tuesday, let me let me you know let me make sure you have the right numbers to call to make an appointment for that or um, go to inviteher.com. There's tons of resources on there for women that are both um, returning to the game or or new golfers. All the how tos and what tos, um, or you know if it is a returning golfer or, or you know it 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 is someone that plays. You know extend that invite. That's real. You know that that mm-hmm. real. Um, invite and um, and and we really think that that's you know it's it's at least a step that gets the person there right, right. and so and that's and that's what we um, you know and that's what we're sort of we're, we're banking on right now and then you know our next job will be keeping them there 
So. Sure, absolutely. The whole the sustainability element of any right. effort, you know, that's always the challenge. And you touched exactly. a little bit, Jane, on the, the reception that you received so far, especially from outside the industry, which is extremely encouraging. Um, you know, I'm, and I'll be honest, too, you know, as a male that plays the game and certainly aware of all the stigma that is affixed to this game, you know, when I walk up as a single to go play on a weekend, I don't feel that anxiety or that that embarrassment right. or the uncertainty. And to even be more honest, and I'm sure you've heard this before, when I get paired with a female, uh -huh. and you know, there, mm -hmm. there's that element of, okay, I'm not necessarily sure how to act, you know, and, and that, right. sounds, that sounds so, no. like, what, what do you mean? But really, yeah. that thought yeah. goes through your head. How has the reception, it is real, and how has the reception yeah. been from, from males to this campaign so far? Well, it, interestingly enough, I mean, you know, we've, we've gotten, uh, you know, we've gotten really good reception. I, I think because, you know, let me, let me just go back. I'm, this is a really interesting point because I, when I, when I took over as um, CEO of the EWGA last year, about a year and a half ago, um, I'd never really been on the amateur side of golf, right? I've always been on the professional side. Mm -hmm. I, I played on tour and then I came and worked for the LPGA and I was on the professional side then on the, on the tour side. So I never was around amateur golfers. And um, first of all, I didn't, I, I didn't know about this intimidation factor. I mean, it was pretty easy to figure out once I realized it. But another thing that was really interesting to me was when I started the job, and I would ask people if they played golf or I'd ask some of our members, you know, when they play or how they play. Every single time, every single time I asked a woman if they play golf, they said, yes, but not very well. Mm. And, and it was 100% for a, for a lot of months that I was hearing this qualifier. And, and trust me, I've played with, I don't know how many thousands of men in pro-amps, right, mm -hmm. over 20 years. Um, and I would venture to say probably 95% of them, if I asked them to, if they played golf, they would say, yeah, I played golf. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, probably 80% of them played golf really badly, really <laughs> badly. Yeah. So it's, it's this interesting um, just dynamic, right, mm -hmm. of, of, of how um, – you know, of how men and women view the game, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if a guy walked up on the tee and, and, you know, he'd be, come on, let's go, you know? And he wouldn't even think twice, even if he stunk, right? right. But I'm going to tell you, if you were standing on the tee and a woman walked up, it, that woman that would be okay with that situation just for the, the mere fact that she wouldn't think that she was worthy would be far more in, in the majority than not, mm -hmm. which, you know, that, that, you know, can we change that? I don't know. Maybe that's just how we are. But certainly getting more women into the game and creating that mass where women have the opportunity to play more golf together, that's comfortable. And that's really where the LPJ Amateur Golf Association comes in, because that's what we offer, that opportunity in local markets for women to get together in a comfortable, safe environment safe in that non-intimidating mm -hmm. to go out and play with their friends. And it's okay if you're stink. It's okay if you're stinky. We're all stinky actually at times. So, um, so anyway, I, that was a little bit of a long answer to your question, but uh, I mean, I think the reception that we've gotten across the board has been um, uh, amazingly positive. And, and, you know, I think a little bit of it with men is 
it gives you kind of a great excuse to create that invite. Sure. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, I've been wanting to do that, but I didn't quite know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, what do I do? Where do I tell her to go? You know, mm-hmm. well, start with invite her.com or, you know, you know, take her to the club and show her exactly where the backdrop is and the pro shop and, you know, whatever, like, but at least take some action on the invite. And I think it's, it, it's, it's not, you know, I don't think it's overwhelming for anyone and it's not um, anything that is so out of the norm that someone wouldn't do anyway. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the most rewarding experiences or some of the most rewarding experiences that I have in golf is when my wife and I are able to go out and just by coincidence may get paired with another couple. And, you know, or it's just just so nice to kind of see how that dynamic works. And 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 a part of me, and I'm glad you kind of went there, Jane, because part of me is like, well, you know, it doesn't necessarily only have to be in that circumstance. You know, when when I go and I look, right. when I go and look at a course, and I see that there's just this big mixture of different people that are waiting to get onto the first tee. I mean, everyone says let's grow the game, but does everyone actually know what growing the game looks like? And, no, they don't. <laughs> the I agree with you. The industry does not. Yes. The industry does. I mean, they think they want to know. Everybody wants to know, and everybody thinks that it's about we got to get millennials in the game we got to be more diverse we got to be well that's 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 that invite Mm -hmm. that's the one that says we should play golf sometime that that's that to me is an empty sort of this is what we should do kind Mm -hmm. of moment right Mm -hmm. we got to get in we got to get millennials in the game well (laughs) let's invite them you know (laughs) let's invite them first and maybe you know and maybe they'll get there you know so it's um it's interesting. And, and I think it's, um, you know, I think the industry is doing better. Uh, but it, it's, um, we're, we're, we're always going to have a hard, we're not, we're always going to have a long way to go. Right? right. Um, we just are, it's the nature of the game. Um, but I think that the good news is we have a, a lot of people, um, that are thinking the right way, um, and getting more seats around the table. Mm-hmm. Um, to really, you know, to start thinking through how we do it, you know, how we do it better. Yeah. And a lot of that just starts with the invitation, like you're saying, and the exposure to the game and actually getting people at the table, as you put it. And, you know, some of the statistics listeners that, you know, you may or may not know, but out of the 24 million American golfers, only 24% are women. But to Jane, to your point, you said that maybe we're turning the corner a little bit. We need to go a little bit faster, mm-hmm. but we're turning it because in 2.6 million people that played golf for the first time in 2017, which is more than any year in history, by the way, listeners, 35% were women. That's encouraging in my mind. You know why? You know what, why that number's skewing now? Mm-hmm. I think, my opinion, and I, I, I think the numbers might um, might show this, but for the first time, whether it's this year or last year or the year before, um, those that played at Top Golf and at Virtual Golf uh, are counted as golfers hmm. because guess what they are because hmm. they believe they're golfers, right? And so Top Golf um, has a an amazing I think it's in the thirties percent um, of the people that play at. Um, top golf or women hmm. and that says something right that 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 tells me that um guess what it's not the women don't want to it, but they have found an environment at top golf that is accessible and that's fun and doesn't matter what they wear and doesn't matter if they're good and it doesn't you, you know 
Um, and and there, it's it's almost that non-judgmental um, environment mm-hmm. that Top Golf has created, um, and that virtual golf um, is trying to you know create the same. And it's um, you know, and, and I think all of that is is going to make a difference in the long run, at least introducing someone to the game to the game. Because when you talk to people that go to Top Golf whether it's even on a regular basis or not, and you ask them if they're golfers, oh, heck yeah, they're golfers, mm-hmm. you know? And that, um, and the industry, you know, in the past had said they really weren't. Um, so, so I think that, I think that alone is an important step and, and, um, and one that I, I truly agree with, because I think the top golf concept and what they've done around that and other, I'm sure others will follow, um, is just, just an extension of the game and, and, um, you know, and I think it's, it's a fun way to, you know, to swing a golf club. What the heck? Yeah. Right. Why not? So. You're, you get, maybe you get to have some food and a couple of drinks along the way too. There's, yep. nothing, there's nothing wrong with exactly. that. Exactly. And that's a very important, it is. And that's it, a very important point you bring up, Jane, about just kind of expanding that definition of what it means to go and play golf. You can be playing golf. If you go to a driving range, you can go play golf. If you go to a putting green and it's really this, those, those first steps, just like you experienced growing up, going yep. through the, the lessons at first to kind of learn the ropes first, you know, you're still yep. a golfer, you know, Jane, exactly. really appreciate the time you're spending with me tonight. I'm sure we could talk a, a ton more <laughs> about this and maybe we will in the future. What and how can, <laughs> can people get involved in this campaign? What, what do I, what do we need to do? Listeners to this right now today. It's really simple. It is. It really is simple. First of all, it is inviting a woman in your life to play the game in some capacity and directing them and helping them get the information or taking them to a facility or whatever that next action step needs to be to get them there. Like I said, if, if inviteher.com is a great resource for um, women or men that are interested in, you know, the game and, and there's tons of resources on there, uh, for women, uh, sort of all the to do's and don't do's and, you know, and, and kind you know, kind of learning the language and where do you go and what do you do and, and where are there opportunities to play? So that alone is a great resource to be able to direct women to, um, and then just taking action on it. I mean, you're doing it with, um, you know, with your wife, my mom did it with me. I mean, I, I think what, you know, you're, um, you mentioned it, you know, from off the top, you mm-hmm. know, instead of me, um, my mom saying, Hey, you should take lessons. And she called Derek and made the, made the, um, and made the lesson and brought me there. That's the, that's the invite her campaign, you know, period, mm-hmm. end of the story. So it's really very simple. It's just, we're asking everyone to invite one, one woman, um, and if we do and, and we get a, a you know, a, a nice majority of people that are doing that, we're, um, we're taking steps forward and people will start noticing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and when we have people outside the industry calling us and saying, wow, that's a really cool concept. We talked with a group today from, um, from one of the um, NCAA conferences mm-hmm. that called us that called us today, I think it was Pac-12 or Pac-10, and saw it. And it was two guys that were in the marketing, social media area, and they were like, we want to help. 
we want to do something with that tour. We want to do, you know, next year. And we were like, okay, great. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. That That's, you know, that's, that's another thing that people can do is if you, if, if, if you don't have that opportunity to invite someone, but you have um, access to resources or you want to spread the word or whatever, you know, hashtag invite her um, is it. Um, and we're doing, you know, we're, we're fairly active on, on social media and it's just getting the word out there and, and having people look at it and say, hmm, what is that? You know, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully playing, playing a part in it. You know, Jane, this is exactly what's needed in the game. I know you know that, and listeners, I hope you realize that, because when we talk about growing the game, as Jane and I talked about earlier, this is what we mean by that. We need more folks to go out there and just extend that invitation to everybody and get everyone involved. Uh, Jane, really enjoyed our talk today, and I do mean it. I hope we can do it again in the future. Awesome. I'd love to. Thank you very much, Sam.